ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to After the Fact. Welcome to After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clemars Community Radio. I'm your host, John Nolan, and thank you for joining me this evening, or indeed the morning, or indeed today, in the afternoon, whenever it is, or wherever it is that you are listening to us. This is the fifth series of After the Fact, and it is episode 23, in fact, of the fifth series of After the Fact. And the questions this year, every episode, is about a particular country, and we'll be finding out what this week's country is momentarily but first let's go and meet the teams now we've got um one person in front of me here and i'll say hello to him he's representing the, the blue team tonight here in the studio is mr jer slattery good evening jer how are you feeling it's been a few weeks since we've had you yeah it's been a few weeks all right it's good to be back you're welcome back and Thank of course you. the blues are so close to series victory now oh Jimmy. could tonight be the night jer uh i don't think so <laughs> Let's go. Anyway. Sorry, teammate. <laughs> well, he speaks to his teammate. Let's go and say hello to his teammate. He's coming to us via Skype tonight, Mr. Lee Dunahoo. Good evening, Lee. Hi, guys. How's it going? Going well, Lee. Now, good, good of you to join us again, all the way, all the way from somewhere out near Dunmore. Dunmore. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Lee, any way you can be joining us tonight is appreciated. And best of luck tonight. To yourself and Thanks very much. And Ger. Right. Across the virtual table we go to Galway, where we were last week, with Mike there with David Finn. Well, the other half of the Mike and Michelle is in the Galway studio tonight. So good evening, Michelle. How are you? <laughs> the Mike and Michelle. The... I like that we have the, the definite article there before us. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is well in the attic. Lovely. In the Galway Studios. Give it its proper title. The go the go the Galway the Galway Studio. The Galway Quiz yeah. Studio, yes. Well, anyway, wish you best. Look, now we've got to go meet your teammate who is coming to us via the best uh, telephone technology of the late 1970s. It's <laughs> Mr. Paddy Duffy. Good evening, Paddy. Where are you? Good evening, John. I'm, I'm in Bosnia. <laughs> and, uh, it's sad. Uh, here are the results of the Irish jury. <laughs> well, I have to say, Paddy, it is, it is pretty clear, you know, so it's, you, you sound like yourself. You actually sound better than the night you were in Donegal recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we know where the blame lies for that. But uh, yes, uh, as it stands, I mean, I don't know if this is the first outside broadcast that the new Claire Morris Radio Studios have had. But I mean, today, the studio is, is, is old London town itself. So uh, and there's some yes, I, hope this goes, I hope this goes as well as we think it will. Some authentic bus sounds yeah. in the background there, just for... for... It was actually a uh, removal van. <laughs> <laughs> little, little, little bit of personal colour here on after the fact. I wonder if there's any sort of omen in that. We'll have to decipher it as the show goes on. Right, let's uh, go and meet the final member for our team. Is of course making a comeback tonight after a couple of weeks off. Is our robot scorekeeper Clancy, and Clancy's going to tell us what tonight's country is. Good day, everyone. Tonight's show is all about the land of Oz, Australia. It is. So it's all about Australia tonight. 
Okay, so we'll move on with round number one of tonight's quiz. This is, of course, our multiple choice round. In this round, each player will be asked a question and with three potential answers. If they give me the right answer on their own, they get two points for their side. If they need to confer to teammate, that's fine, but they will only get one point. If they give me the wrong answer, the all two remaining options will be offered across to decide to get a one-point bonus. Now, it's an uh, even... No, no, I'm wrong. It's an odd-numbered show. It's episode 23. That means the reds are in play. First, and which of the red team would like to go first? Actually, Michelle, do you want to go ahead? All right, Michelle has been volunteered. Okay, Michelle. Question one. Eleven ships departed from Portsmouth, England in May 1787 and arrived in Botany Bay over the period from the 18th to the 20th of January 1788. By what name are these ships known in Australia today? Are they A, the First Fleet, B, the Pilgrims, or C, the Settlers? Um, I'm going to play the First Fleet. The First Fleet is correct. Well, that's two big Yo. points for the red team. Well done. Well done, Michelle. Okay, so... Over we go now to Blues, and uh, Jer is in the studio, so automatically he's first. Jer. Okay. Prior to 1977, God Save the Queen was Australia's national anthem. How was its replacement, Advance Australia Fair, chosen? Your three options are A, a plebiscite, B, a songwriting contest, or C, the Prime Minister chose it as he just really liked it. I should chance this, really. So plebiscite, prime minister, or a songwriting contest open songwriting to anyone? Contest. Um, I'm going to chance it. Apologies, Lee, if I get it wrong, but I'm going to chance it. So it might no be the point. It's unlikely to be the prime minister, and it's, if, it, if it was a plebiscite, it would probably have been waltzing Matilda, I'd say. Uh, or uh, so I'll have to go for songwriting contest. Song That's B. B songwriting contest. Okay, no problem. Oh. That is incorrect. <laughs> All right. So across we go to the Reds. Get might get a bonus here. How was the current National Anthem Australia Advance Australia Fair chosen? Now you've only got two options left, and they are A, a plebiscite, or B, the Prime Minister chose it. Do you know, Paddy? Well, uh, not 100% sure, but I do know that the Australians love a good plebiscite. Um, yeah. And it seems unlikely that the Prime Minister would just unusual. It, it doesn't sound like something I've ever heard. Yeah, it doesn't sound like something I ever heard, but it does sound like something an Australian Prime Minister might do. <laughs> oh, that's it, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to go for Just based like, on that. Okay, okay. Do you, think, um, do you think we should go for that? No, I think we should go with your inkling, the plebiscite. Plebiscite, okay, yeah, cool. Okay, plebiscite is correct. Yes, they ran a plebiscite. It's actually a song from the 19th century, Advanced Australia Fair, so it wasn't new. And it won all but two of the states. Uh, Walter Matilda won one of the state, one state, and a song I've never heard called "The Song of Australia," won the remaining state. Right back over we go, Paddy. This is your question. The currency of Australia is the Australian dollar, which has been in circulation since its introduction in February of 1966. What previous currency did it replace? Your options are A, the Australian sovereign, B, the Australian pound, or C. The holy dollar. And a little bit of extra for you. Holy here is spelled H-O-L-E-Y. Hmm. I mean, I could take a guess, but it would be just that. So let's uh, let's show the code, Michelle. Um, right. what, are, I, what are you thinking? The notion. 
I haven't a notion. She's honest I, anyway. I don't know. Is he putting us off with this like extra thing, <laughs> the holy dollar, with probably something else real, <laughs> not the right like, one? That could be some sort of commemorative coin, you know, for like, you know, it's like uh, a prime minister down in a painted one or something. Like, I mean, so. Um, yeah, and there's another like a it, flaming gala, 50 pence or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my thought is, is that, you know, applying the, the Occam's razor principle, I reckon Australian pound yeah. uh, is probably the most yeah, likely. So should we go with that? Let's go with that one. Okay. And it's correct for one point. Yes, the Australian pound had been in circulation from about 1901 right through to 1966. The holy dollar is a real thing. It was a currency in use in the 19th century, and it was given such a name because they got Spanish coins and literally punched a hole in the middle of them. And so there we go. That's our currency. So that's <laughs> I see you played holy dollary before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, final question is for Lee. Lee, this is for you now. Yeah, okay. By what name was the island of Tasmania known before 1856? Your options are A, Hobart Island, B, Cook Island, or C, Van Diemen's Land? Um, I know two of them discovered it, so I think I heard before Van Diemen's Land. I'm going to go with that. Oh, and that's a good call. It's correct, yes, for two points. Well done. Yeah, Van Diemen's Land is indeed the name uh, that uh, Tasmania used to be known as. Right, let's go and check the scores after the first round. Blue team two points. Red team four points. Four points to two lead for the red team at this point. Okay, on we go with round number two. This is our connections round. In this round, the teams are given two pieces of information. If they can tell me what links them to tonight's country, they get three points. They can ask for a third and then a fourth piece of information if they wish, but they'll be playing for two and one point, respectively. Wrong answer, no matter when, we'll see all four pieces of info given across the other side for a potential one-point bonus. We're going to go with the team that's trailing, that's the Blues. So, Ger and Lee. Okay. Okay. First two pieces of info are the first ever one-day international cricket match and the Australian Rules Grand Final. Okay, well, these logically would probably both be both in Victoria, both in Melbourne. Possibly in the same ground in Melbourne, um, Lee. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, the Melbourne cricket, Melbourne cricket ground would host the Aussie Rules final anyway, presumably, being the big stadium there. Like, yeah. The first cricket match, I mean, it's a cricket stadium. I know there are other cricket stadiums, like, but. Yeah. What do you reckon? Am I just, uh, am I just latching on to something <laughs> here? And just... Good guess, yeah. I can't think. Because you know how the first question of the night turned out. <laughs> not good. What do you think? Do you want another clue? Um, or we I chance? don't mind. Do you want to go for maybe another clue, yeah. All right, no problem. So we've got the first ever one-day international cricket match, the Australian gra Rules Grand Final, and now the 10th largest stadium in the world. Yeah, okay, it's got to be the, the MCC at this stage, yeah? Yeah, okay, right. perfect. I presume you mean the MCG. M uh, Melbourne Cricket Ground, sorry, sorry. Yeah. G yes. <laughs> Sorry. Correct for two points. <laughs> yes, indeed, the Melbourne Cricket Ground is what I was looking for there. It is the 10th largest stadium in the world. Well done, Jerry. 100,024 people can fit into it. And a little fact I noticed when I was looking it up, the record attendance is 100,022. So 
<laughs> there were only two empty 22 seats. 22 being the players or something. There were only, there were only two seats empty that oh, night. Oh, right, okay, 24. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, it always hosts the Australian Rules Grand Final each year. The first ever one-day international cricket match did take place in it. And finally, your fourth clue, if you needed it, was the 1956 Summer Olympics, which, of course, were in Melbourne. And it was the main ground at the centre of those Olympics. Right, you got two points there. Across we go. Red team, here's your first two pieces of info. Australian Antarctic and Jervis Bay. That's J-E-R-V-I-S. Um, Jervis Bay does sound quite familiar, um, but I can't... Australian Antarctic, I can't... Uh, I can't put on it. Shall we? Shall we uh, just go for a? Shall we go quickly and go for another one? Yeah, I think we should go for a third one. All right. Yeah. We've got Australian Antarctic, Jervis Bay, and now Australian capital. Oh, hold on a minute. They're all territories. The ACT, the Australian Capital Territory. Presumably. The Australian, they might Australian be like Antarctic. Kind of, yeah. The Australian than Antarctic State. Territory, and then the Jervis Bay Territories. Yeah, that sounds kind of familiar, that it's a, an yeah. ent- a separate entity. So yeah, should we so say territory? Canberra is in that little kind of loop, isn't it? Of yeah, ex- yeah, Cam- yeah Canberra is in the ACT, as far as I know. So, yeah. Shall we, shall yeah. we go for that? Yeah, let's go for that. Okay, Very territories good. is correct. Well done, two points. Yeah, they are all territories, or in another easier way, is that they all are their titles ending in the word territory, just literally tack territory onto the end of the words I've already called out. So we've got the Australian Antarctic Territory, which is what it sounds like. Jervis Bay Territory is on the um, East Coast. Australian Capital Territory is around Canberra. And the final clue you didn't need was simply the word Northern, of which, of course, there is famously a Northern Territory. Okay, back to the Blues. You've got Bandicoot and Numbat. N-U-M-B-A-T. What was the first one again? A bandicoot. B-A-N-D-I-C-O-O-T. Well, they're both animals anyway, Lee. Yeah. Would they be animals animals native to to, to Australia? Yeah. Are exclusive to Australia, do you know? Yeah, I think that would be a good guess. I can't think what else they'd be. Will we go for it? Take yeah, a, I think we should go for a, a punt. punt. Take a punt. Native. native Indigenous native, animals. Indigenous uh, animal I need... Uh, I'm prompting you. There's a word you're, you're not mentioning. Um, are these They're ma- native birds. Mammals. Are these mammals, like, uh, we're talking about? Um, what do you think, Lee? <laughs> I'm not sure. I thought native birds, maybe. So we've got the bandicoot and the numbat. And Do you know what a numbat is? No? No. Um, so that would be a mammal. Uh, I it seems we're not allowed a third clue? Third clue. Num- we've got bandicoot, numbat, and wallaby. Now. So, uh, um, does that help you, Lee? <laughs> No, unfortunately not. Okay. Uh, okay. We just got or obviously animals isn't enough. So no, it's not we enough. We have to go for mammals. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, what, what, have you got anything, Lee? Uh, I'm afraid not. No, I can't think of anything more descriptive. Native, 
Um, uh, would they would they all be rugby teams? Well, the Wallabies are the nickname of the rugby team, but I don't know whether any Bandicoots or Numbat like our. Um, sorry, not to be. Okay, and home, um, give me an answer or ask for the fourth clue. Come on. Okay, fourth clue, please. Okay. Thank you. Bandicoot, numbat, wallaby, koala. We're still on mammals here. Yes. So. How come you didn't? Well, come on. How much information you give them? Charge? All right. Uh, mammals native to Australia. Like. I'm going to say that's not enough. Okay. Cross we go. You've been patient. Uh, 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 <laughs> no, I don't think I've been very patient. <laughs> <laughs> what word am I looking for here? For bandicoot, numbat, wallaby, and koala. Marsupial. Marsupial is the word I'm oh, looking for there. Two seconds too late. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is, of course, a type of mammal. But specifically, they are, and they are indigenous to Australia. You're right, you're right. Marsupials of Australia. Yeah, they're the marsupials. That's right. They all have the pouches, etc. All right, final question of the round for Michelle and Paddy. We've got the special broadcasting service and Guy Sebastian. Special broadcasting service and Guy Sebastian. Yeah. Have you heard of Guy Sebastian, Paddy? I've not heard of Guy Sebastian, but the SBS is a, is a major, one of the major uh, Australian channels. I wonder if it's Guy Sebastian, Guy Pierce. Is that like his... Guy Sebastian's oh. is... I wonder. Like I wonder, is this something to do with Eurovision? Oh, well, that's that's the channel on which it, it's on, isn't it? And, um, is that just a channel, is it? In Australia. Yeah, SBS is, is a channel? channel. Oh, well, then, no, I'm not SBS going to the SBS is a channal. So, shall we, do you shall, know shall any of the, the big soaps on that channel? Do you know? Because I haven't a clue. I haven't watched them since the 90s, so I couldn't tell you. Um, I'd be pretty muddled, man, who, which, which is on what? Shall we go for another clue? Guy Sebastian. That's ringing a bell for me. Let's go for another clue. Okay. We've got Special Broadcasting Service, Guy Sebastian, and The Sound of Silence. Sound of Silence. Guy Sebastian, SBS, Sound of Silence. Oh, is there any sort of significant Eurovision? There's no Eurovision connection there at all, is there? No. Like, The Sound of Silence is... Uh, is uh, Simon and Garfunkel, right? If it's the same yeah, sound yeah. of silence. There's a Guy song, Sebastian, there? Guy Pierce. Uh, Guy Sebastian. The, um, Guy Sebastian. I mean, unless it's unless it's like the musical careers of of neighbours or something like that. But I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be confident. Shall we Shall we go for another clue instead of see if we yeah, can let's get go this for the fourth one. Out? Yeah. Okay, no problem. We've got uh, special broadcasting service. Guy Sebastian, The Sound of Silence, and Vienna 2015. Oh, this is Eurovision then, isn't it? It is Eurovision after all, yeah. Oh, it's back. Mike <laughs> would kill me. Mike would like, hate when they, they have it and then they don't go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's her? John held up the carrot. Australia's career in the Eurovision. It's gone. correct for one, one precious point there. <laughs> <laughs> so Vienna 2015 is the first year that Australia competed in the Eurovision Song Contest. They were represented that year by a certain Mr. Guy Sebastian. Then the following year, 2016, they came second in the Eurovision with a lady called Danny Im singing Sound of Silence. And as Paddy identified, SBS uh, is a 
TV channel in Australia and is the one that carries the Eurovision Song Contest. So that is the answer there. One point for the red team. Right, we're going to take our first ad break, but before we do that, let's go and check the scores. Blue team four points. Red team eight points. So it's an eight points to four lead for the red team. We'll be back in about two minutes time. Please do not go away. This is After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game on Clemars Community Radio. This week, all about Australia. Now, after two rounds, the red team, that is Michelle Coyne and Paddy Duffy, are on eight points. And they are four ahead of the blue team, that is Ger Slattery and Lee Donoghue. We've reached round three, which is our music round. In this round, I'll play for the teams a piece of music. They have to tell me the name of the song and the artist performing to get a point. There will also be two follow-on questions, both worth a point each as well. Wrong answer at any stage, we'll see it offered across to the side, who might get a bonus. We're going to go with the team that is trailing, that is the blue team. So blue team, this one is for you, first and foremost, and here it is. Okay, so what did she say, Jer or Lee? Well, it's, it's men at work, isn't it? Lee? Yeah, land down under. Right, that's, yes. Men at work with down under is the answer there. Okay, you have two subsequent questions. Far from one hit wonders, men at work had a pretty successful career. Five songs reached the top 30 in Ireland, for instance. What is the title of their first single, which, when released after Down Under in the US, went to the top of the charts there? Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> any, any ideas of the career of Men at Work? Paddy was just waiting to get in there now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no clue, I'm afraid, uh, Leah. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't no, know their stuff. Apart from, that, either, sorry. That, uh, apart from that hit, I, I wouldn't know any. All right, so this is a pass. Yeah, this is a pass, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. over we go. Do you know, Paddy? I, I suspect it's probably Who Can It Be Now? Uh, oh, yeah. Guess. Okay. That's probably yeah. the biggest one after Down Under. Yeah, I would say it's probably that. It's correct, yes. Who can it be now was their other, the major other hit in their career. Back we are, though, with Blues for this final question. Colin Hay, the former frontman of Men at Work, was a recurring musical contributor and an actor on which American medical comedy drama television series that aired from October 2001 to March of 2010. Medical comedy screams kind of kind of scrubs. Mm. Be kind of scrubs, yeah. Can't think of any others. Twenty ten seems a bit late for scrubs, though. But, um, so, can you think of any other medical comedies? No. Uh, um, I think of medical dramas, but not, like. Okay, what's your answer? We'll just scrubs try scrubsly. Mind. Okay, it's correct. Well done. Yes, he was he was involved in several episodes of Scrubs. Okay, well done. You got two out of three there. So now we go across for the first piece of music for the other side. And here it is. Hmm. 
Okay, what's that? And who's it by? Right. I know. Oh, what? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, I know. It's, I know it's Our Lady Olivia. Anyway. <laughs> Our Lady Olivia. But is it is it physical or is it another one? It's physical. Yeah, we need to put this show on later. I think after that one. <laughs> Yes, indeed. It's the song that prompted a thousand punning quiz team names. It's Physical by Olivia Newton-John. Right, two questions for you guys on that. Uh, while the song was a moderate success on this side of the Atlantic, reached number four in Ireland, number seven in the UK, it was a record-breaking number one in the US. For how many consecutive weeks did it top the US charts, tying the then record, which had been set by Debbie Boone's song, You Light Up My Life? I mean, God, is just picking uh, numbers. I don't know. Um, I, my instinct is eight. Go for it. You're going for eight. All right. Okay. I'm afraid not. So, pick a number time over here on the blue side of the table. Uh, for how many consecutive weeks was that number one in the US? All right. What year, sorry? It was in uh, 1980. I don't have it written down. I think 81. Right, yeah. Um. I don't know, what do you think, Lee? Two months is a kind of a long time, is it? Yeah, maybe less, maybe five, six weeks. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I should pick a number or whatever. Whatever, what, <laughs> whatever I say, be a guess anyway. What do you reckon, six? Uh, yeah, I don't mind. It's right. a guess. I think so, Lee is saying, do what you like. Six, six weeks. Six right. weeks. All right, all right. Okay. No, if you'd gone two the other way, you'd have been right. It's ah. ten weeks. Record, of course, recently broken, I think it's 19 weeks and, and running at the moment for um, Old Town Road in America. Right, Reds, much easier question, I think. Which other song featuring Olivia Newton-John and vocals is the 14th best-selling single of all time, having sold over 15 million copies? It has to be Grease one, right? You're the one that I want. You're the one that I want, yeah. Is correct, yes with herself and John Travolta. Right, that's that one done, so across we go. Blues, here's your next piece of music. From the first day I saw her, I knew she was the one. She stayed in my eyes and smiled. For her lips were the color of the roses that grew down the river all bloody and wild. Okay, Blue Team, uh, who's singing there? It's, uh, I'll give you a little tip. It's a duet. Hey. <laughs> in, case you had, in case you hadn't picked you that up. You've got a pretty good range. You know? okay. <laughs> well, my thought bubble is currently empty, Lee. Yeah, There's a big makes two of us blank I've space. Never heard, that song. never heard of it. You've never heard that song? Wow. Uh, I think the air of it is slightly similar, but I wouldn't have a clue who, who, who it was. Any st- attempted to stab at a guess there, Lee? No, I literally, I'm trying to think who it's... Maybe, would it be Lou Reed, no? It sounds slightly like him. Oh, I don't know, is that your answer? So we need a song title. But <laughs> you do. Yeah. So I think we better pass this. You're one. passing oh, that one, okay. Yeah. Cross we go. Right. Red team. Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue. I'll let Paddy say the song name. It's uh, Where the Flaming Wild Roses Grow. Does Flaming Galaz. Flaming is not part of the title, but you, no. you gave me the rest. So well done. Yes. We're only joking. Where the Wild Roses Grow by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds and Kylie Minogue. Okay, Blues, you have two questions. Over here. <laughs> two months before the song was released, Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue first performed it in public 
at the 1995 Fela Festival here in Ireland. Tell me, please, at which venue did they perform the song? Ah, well, Fela was in was in Thurles, wasn't it, Lee? In Semple? Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're looking for the stadium? I, I will take either the venue or the uh, location. Uh, Semple, wasn't it, Lee? Yeah? Fela's yeah, were in yeah. Semple Stadium. Semple Stadium in Thurles. Right. Oh, dear. That is not right. Oh, no. Okay, across we go. Red team. Like you said you'd take the location. I did. So I'll read it again. (laughs) Two months before it was actually released, Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue first performed this in public as part of the 1995 Fela Festival here in Ireland. At which venue did this performance occur? Oh, God, I I don't know. I would have thought I would have thought myself, actually. Um, Well, he did. Yeah, but we can say that because he just said he'll take either the place or. Oh, you think you think they give too much detail? Maybe, yeah. So, we just say Thurless. Okay. Um, I feel like a bit of a hate. I'm, 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 I'm giving you... I'm not that... I'm the man who gave them four goals well, at Marsupial a minute ago, right? So. Uh, <laughs> Overcompensating. <laughs> no. He, you're probably too young to know this, but the 1995 fail took place in Cork. In Parku Kiev was where it actually occurred, the 1995 fail. All right, and we're still with the blue team, and this is another one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's turn down Paddy's no, tannoy there. <laughs> uh, Nick Cave wrote the music for, and briefly appeared in, which 2007 revisionist western starring Brad Pitt and Casey Affleck? Mm, revisionist western. Yeah. So Nick Cave wrote the music for, and briefly appeared in, which 2007 revisionist western starring Brad Pitt and Casey Affleck? Affleck. Any idea? Um, Fred, I don't know that one. I can't think of the film. Uh, was this to do with Jesse James, no? Um, the out- oh, what was it? Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West? I hadn't clue. Them. Yeah, let's just go, go for that one. You're going for that one, okay. Mm. No, that's well before 2007, I'm afraid. Okay, cross we go. Red team. I think, well, Paddy, I, the, the I, name of it is The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Does that sound right? Or have I got any of that wrong? So I was thinking it was probably, it was something to do with Jesse James and Robert Ford, all right. I was wondering if it was some sort of flip, but I think that might be the best way to do it, actually, is just to that's, say the one that we know happened. That's the name happened. of it, yeah. I think. Yeah. If it's that one, yeah. it's The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Okay, is that your answer? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for that. That is... Correct. Yes, he appeared in the film. Uh, he'd written the music for it, but he appeared in it as a balladeer walking and playing music in a pub. Right, final piece of music of the round is uh, for the red team, and here it is right now. Okay, so what's that, everybody? Everybody in the red team, anyway. Well, the, the, the song is... Or sorry, the, the, the artist is Empire of the Sun. Okay. <laughs> That's more than I knew. <laughs> I, I know it's one of those ones that just be on the radio. 
at the moment. It does be on the radio. In the last, in the last two years. Emperor of the Sun. Any ideas? Is that, does that sound familiar, uh, Michelle? Working on a walk, working on a, working on a dream. Is that? It it makes walking sense. Working on a dream. <laughs> okay, cool. which of those words are you going to go with, Paddy? Sorry, I thought I'd been saying the one, the same one the whole time. Oh. Uh, walking on a dream. Yes, that's correct. Funny enough, I heard working on a dream the I first time too. you said it out loud, and I wanted oh, sorry, sorry, clarification. It's, 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 the, it's the Australian tannoys at the oval. <laughs> All right, you have two subsequent questions on that. Quest one, Empire of the Sun are a duo, Luke Steele and Nick Littlemore. Littlemore is also a member of the Australian dance group PNAU, I think they're pronounced P now, uh, who scored a number one in the UK album charts in 2012 with Good Morning to the Night. Good Morning to the Night is a remix album featuring tracks created from samples of various early songs in the career of which music legend, mixed together by the band to form completely new songs. So that's Pinow's number one album in the UK. It's actually credited on the sleeve as Pinow versus this person. Who is the person? Good morning to the night. Yes. So, Paddy, I guess some of those words are in the other person's original album. Unless you know this. I, I don't. I don't. Well, so, good, morning to the, good morning to the night makes me think of maybe Here Comes the Night, like Van Morrison. But I yeah. honestly have no idea. Um, yes, yeah, so if you've got any better ideas than Van Morrison, I haven't I'm got any better ideas. I think that's probably a decent one to go for. Okay. okay. Is that what you're going for, Van Morrison? Van Morrison, yeah. yeah. I'm afraid that's not right. So across we go. Blue team. Did you say he was from the UK or was it? Uh, it I said it was number one of the UK album charts in 2012. This record by P now called Good Morning to the Night, a remix album featuring tracks created from samples of various early songs in the career of which music legend mixed together to form completely new tunes. Oh, music legend from possibly UK, I don't know. Um, what do you reckon, Lee? Like a Bowie uh, or Prince I or something? I don't know like either. Want to chance Bowie or something? Yeah. Okay, you're chancing David Bowie. Mm. Well, you're in the right zone. It was Elton John. So that, that record is credited to uh, P now versus Elton John. And the final question... The music video for Walking on a Dream was shot on location in August 2008 along the Bund, B-U-N-D, B-U-N-D, which is a famous waterfront area in which Asian city? The Bund, Asian city. Could it be Singapore? Yeah, because they've got all those that cool trees and stuff. Those, that's a famous waterfront okay. area yeah. it's in Asia. To be Singapore, yeah. You're saying or anywhere Singapore. else? You're saying Singapore, are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm afraid not. So that's getting thrown across, Jar and Lee. Did you say an Asian capital? No, I didn't. Oh, I said an Asian city. Asian city. I don't know. What do you reckon? What about Hong, Hong Kong, Jar? Don't think they'd have room for <laughs> a waterfront. A waterfront. Well, there. they they have a lot of waterfront frontage. Um, so, the music video for Walking on a Dream was shot on location in August 2008 along the Bund. That's B-U-N-D, is how it's spelled. It's a famous waterfront area in which Asian city? Yeah, so you want to try like Kuala Lumpur or something like that? Yeah, it's <laughs> Step in the dark. Okay. Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> Fred not, it is Shanghai. Oh, is the answer. Oh. Should have really gone with their name of the yeah. band, really. <laughs> 
Paris, the Paris of Asia. Yeah. Thought about Empire. Okay. Sun. Now that's the end of round three. Let's go and check the scores with Clancy before we take our second ad break. Blue team six points. Red team fourteen points. So it's a comfortable enough way a lead, fourteen points to six as we go to our second ad break. Please don't go away. We'll be back in two minutes' time. This is After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Claremont Community Radio. I'm your host, John Nolan, and thank you for joining me. Tonight, the questions are all about Australia. After three rounds, the red team, that's Michelle Coyne and Paddy Duffy, are on 14 points, slightly ahead of the blue team, as Joe Slattery and Lee Dunahoo, who are on six points. Okay, on we go. Yeah. Ra- round four is 20 questions. In this round, the team that's in will get asked a question. If they get it right, they get a point. They also get the next question. This can continue until at most five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they will get a bonus sixth point for the achievement. Wrong answers, though, at any point. We'll see the other side get the next question, and they can also get a bonus on the one you missed. Right, we're going to start with the teams trailing. That's the Blues. Jer, Lee? Yep. Here we go. Yeah. This is laughable because it's something you said in the ad break, Jer, but here it is, number one. Paul Hogan played the titular character in which 1986 action comedy film set in the Australian outback and in New York City? Oh, crikey. What will this be, mate? <laughs> Do I have to start the clock with this? Call surely? that a film. <laughs> uh, Crocodile Dundee. Yes, I didn't start the clock. It's fine. Oh. Right. Next question. In 1957, the Danish architect Jorn Utzen was selected as the winner of an international design competition for which subsequently world-famous building. The building was formally opened in October of 1973. Uh, this is the Sydney Opera House, uh, Lee, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Sydney yeah, Opera House. That's yeah. correct. Yep. Question three. On the 1st of November 2017, the Uluru Kata Tiuta National Park Board voted unanimously to prohibit what activity on the famous sandstone rock formation Uluru, or Ayers Rock, with the ban to take effect this year on October 26th? So what have they banned? Well, Lee, they've always been sensitive about, them, about tourists climbing it. So yeah. I'm presuming that's what he's... What it is, it's, it's yeah, hi- hiking or cl- climbing the because the, the Aboriginals have to have a, a ceremony for every stupid tourist that like gets yeah. killed, you know. <laughs> okay, so it's climb, climbing, it. climbing it up, yeah, mm-hmm. that's correct. Yes, correct. climbing is banned from this October. Question four Canberra became the official capital of Australia in 1927. What city had served as interim capital from 1901 during the construction of Canberra? Oh, this is always a classic pub question that I've gotten wrong a lot, Lee, in the, over the years. Yeah. I don't know. Um, What's your instinct? I'm not sure, to be honest. It's, um, it's more than likely it's going to be one of the biggies, like Melbourne or Sydney, you know? Yeah, I think it could be Sydney, maybe. Yeah, it probably makes more sense. New South Wales being kind of more developed a bit earlier, maybe. Go for Sydney, yeah. um, John. Okay, Sydney. I'm afraid that's uh, incorrect. So across we go. Red team, you're back in play. Uh, tell me, what, was, what city served as the interim capital of Australia from 1901 until Canberra was constructed in 1927? I, I guess Melbourne would be the... To be honest, I would have gone Sydney myself, but yeah. I guess Melbourne would be the, would be the, the sensible guess. Okay, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I would say that. All right, it's correct, yeah. Unlucky lads, you're kind of 50-50 on it, but I'm afraid you went the wrong way. 
All right. So, Red Team, this is your question now. Which Australian racing driver, who was Formula One champion in 1959, 1960, and 1966, was also the founder of a racing team that bore his name? That is Black Jack Brabham. Okay. Yes, it is. Jack Brabham is correct. Jack Brabham. Next question. Marking the anniversary of the 1788 arrival of the first fleet of British ships that was mentioned in question one, in what month does Australia Day, the country's national day, take place each year? That's, uh, that's in January. Yeah, Remember early. it well because we were in the college bar trying to run a quiz one <laughs> and there was Foster's on sale and it ruined our lives. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Australia Day in January. <laughs> it's amazing the little aid memoir that we all have in our brains. Okay, yeah, it's the 26th of January. All right, next question. Which international multi-sport event has Australia hosted on five occasions? First in Sydney in 1938 and most recently in Gold Coast in 2018. I think that's, uh, that's the Flaming Commonwealth Games, isn't it? Commonwealth. Commonwealth no, Games, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think they were at Gold Coast the last time, yeah. Yeah, Commonwealth Games. That's correct. Maybe just uh, three, four, that was number four, four of you in a row there. Okay. And next question. There are two officially recognised indigenous peoples in Australia, the Aboriginal Australians and the Torres Strait Islanders. The Torres Strait, the home of the latter, is a strait which lies between Australia and which island? I think Torres Strait, is that... Say that again, sorry, Michelle? Or is it down the bottom? Is it the one between Tasmania and the mainland, or is this one up the top? I'm not... I, well, my, my instinct would be the one up the top. I wonder, is it, yeah, between, well, in between either, well, between two, either sort of New Guinea or, or Nauru. Um, what's, your, what's your instinct on it? My instinct, well, before John said what island, I thought it was going to be between there and Papua New Guinea, but I guess island would be between Australia and New Guinea. Uh, so I guess that would be my, okay. that would be, that would be my first instinct, but yeah, we'll yeah, go with that, sure. your instinct on it. Okay, so that, what's your answer? New Guinea. New Guinea is good for two points, correct. Well done. <laughs> Very good. Okay, blue team, you're back in. Here we go. Okay. Uh, remembered, on the 25th, remembered on the 25th of April each year, the National Day of Remembrance, what was the title of the First World War Army Corps that operated during the Gallipoli campaign and primarily consisted of troops from the 1st Australian Imperial Force and the 1st New Zealand Expeditionary Force? Uh, that'll be the Anzacs, Lee, yeah? Yep. Yeah, Anzac days. That's correct, yes. They are the Anzacs. The Great Barrier Reef, the world's largest coral reef system, composed of over 2,900 individual reefs on 900 and 900 islands, stretches for over 2,300 kilometres in which marginal sea of the South Pacific, located off the northeast coast of Australia? Mm. Marginal mm. sea. Yeah. So basically, in what sea is the Great Barrier Reef located? It being a part, obviously, of the South Pacific, but it has a name as a sea. Jeez, um, I don't know this one, Lee. I'm not sure either. I know there's a thing called the Tasman Sea, but it mightn't be that. No, that's down to the south. 
Well, it could be, but okay. well, oh, hang on now, because Tasman went to New Zealand, or New Zealand as well, didn't he? Gee. So the great I, yeah, I haven't got anything more. I mean, it's off the coast of Queensland, which would be you know, north-east there, like. Yeah. I just can't picture the, the name of any sea. I've bloody been there, like, I, I don't know, like. Uh, okay, you've got 14 gonna, seconds. Tasman Sea. Cook, <laughs> it's not going to be Cook Sea. Cook, cook Straits. Ah. I think your shout is as good as any, uh, Lee. We'll try Tasman Sea. Yeah, I can't okay. think of anything better. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, you know about that. No problem. But I'm afraid it's not right. So, uh, Red Team, you're getting back in. Do you know the name of the sea in which the Great Barrier Reef is located? Uh, well, um, if they have tempted to sort of do a bit of a, a sea with the sea and, and go for the coral sea. Yeah. I was thinking that, and then I was, I was thinking myself about the Gold Coast and stuff, but the coral sea kind of. Okay. Are you, yeah. you playing coral sea? Yeah. Yeah, let's give it a go. It is correct. Well done. Okay, so you're back in now. The fifth person to occupy the office since 2010, who is the 30th Prime Minister of Australia, elected leader of the Liberal Party in an internal ballot in August of 2018? Uh, so who's currently the... Um, yes. Sorry, no, there's, there's, a, there's a police car coming from here, so... Uh, just, uh, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> He's in it's, there with um, the ashes. He could be in there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's Scott it's Morrison, Scott isn't Morrison, it? Isn't it? Yeah, Scott, Scott Morrison. Yes, it is Scott Morrison. Correct. Well done. Okay. Both Mick Jagger and the late Heath Ledger have portrayed which famous bush ranger, outlaw, and gang leader of the 19th century on film? Michelle, do you know? Yeah, it was he's an Irish name. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, is the Tin Man, um, Ned Kelly. Oh, Ned Kelly. <laughs> Yes, you went a bit blank there, Michelle. <laughs> it's correct, Ned Kelly. Won't be the first for the last time. <laughs> okay, well, here's a rarity we have here. Kind of a follow-on question. And it is this. Which artist, one of Australia's leading uh, of the 20th century, is best known for his series of paintings on legends from Australian history, most famously of Ned Kelly? Indeed, his stylized depiction of Kelly's armour has become an icon of Australian art. Oh, I'm, I'm going to kick myself. Um... I think he has an Irish name too. I think it's something like, uh, is it something like Foley? Like what? Uh, like, like Foley. Um, oh, I can't, I, oh, I can't for the life of me remember what it is. Like? is I will. Yeah. It is. To... No, it's fine. If you give me a surname, I'll, that's fine. We'll just say, will uh, we just say that then, Patty or Joe, we'll have an extra think about it. We've got a few, we've got more seconds. You still have 30 seconds left, yes. I, I, to be honest, I think I'm only going to tie myself in further knots, to be honest. So okay. I'd be, I'd, yeah, let's, like let's say Foley. I, I'm not, I'm not sold, but it's on the tip of my tongue. Okay, Foley, fine. I'm afraid that's not right. So across we go. You're getting the next question, Jaron Lee, but you might get a bonus on this one. What's the name of that artist? One of the leading of the 20th century, best known for a series of paintings on legends from Australian history, most famously Ned Kelly. Yeah, I should know because I've heard it before, Lee, but I, I, just can't, I don't know. Kind of I don't either, it. sorry, I can't think. Yeah, so it's a, okay. it's a pass. It's a pass. Yeah. Surname would have done you, because the surname is Nolan. Nolan. He is Sydney Nolan. 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 Uh, I was wondering, there's rarely art questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go, 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 go. special interest here. <laughs> right. Jaron Lee, this is your question. 
Which famous Australian hit the top of the Irish and UK charts in 1998 with the spoken word record, Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen? I presume you've heard this record, John. Yeah, many times, Jeannie. <laughs> I've heard it too. Late night, early morning. Dear, oh dear. Um, ah, Jeannie. <laughs> Um, is it, was it one of the, was it an actor, um, Lee? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, I know the song I'm yeah, singing. Yeah, we, we all know that, the, the, I was going to say a tune, it's not a tune. <laughs> <laughs> like advice. Or there whatever. is some music on Trish, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Mo- it's a spoken word record. Uh, so, which famous Australian hit the top of the Irish and UK charts? Famous Australian. In 1998, with the spoken word record, Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen. And you've got 14 seconds. Do you think it's a singer or an a- a- actor? Can't think of any singer. It's kind of a, an oldish kind of a voice. It's like Rush or one of them. And the time is yeah. on, up now. Just try Rush. Sorry. I, I, yeah, sorry. You're thrown in Rush, okay. Yeah. Fred, that's not right. So, Red Team, over to you again we go. Baz Luhrmann. Oh. Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. The film director is the correct answer. I don't even think that's him talking really? on it, though. <laughs> I'm always confused by that. Yeah, why is it credited to him? DJ or something, oh. sort of. Yeah, but it's Baz Luhrmann's. Well, he didn't even write the thing. <laughs> All right, well, you're in, guys. And here you yep. go, okay? Which Australian politician who served as Prime Minister of Australia and leader of the Labour Party from 1983 to 1991 passed away at the age of 89 in May of this year? Jeez, could that man down a pint too? That's, uh, that's Bob Hawke. That's correct, yes. Mr. Hawk. Next question. Helen Porter Mitchell, one of the most famous singers of the late Victorian era and early 20th century, was the first Australian to achieve international recognition as a classical musician. Under what stage name did she become famous? I think, Michelle, that that's Dame Nellie Melba. Nellie Melba, yeah. (laughs) Poor old Jerry's here, and he's just, his look is. He knows all these ones, and uh, they're just not coming his way. Yeah, that's correct. Nelly Melba is the right answer. Next one. The singles final, finals at the annual Australian Open Tennis Championship take place in an arena named after which former player who remains the most recent male to achieve the Grand Slam, winning all four singles titles in 1969? Do um, you know Michelle? Or? Well, I know, I know the, like, it's the cup, but I don't know the name of the stadium. It's the, um, it's the Rod Laver arena, as far as I know. So there we go, Rod Laver. That's correct. Okay, for another five and a bonus, here it is. Australia is the world's largest producer of which precious mineraloid, being responsible for 95% of global production? I think, aren't they famous for amethysts, are they? How do they amethyst mines? Or am I getting amethyst. it mixed up with something else? Well, my, my, my initial thought, because like, I, I feel like I've come across this before and it's the sort of thing I keep getting wrong. Okay. My thought was maybe, my thought was maybe opal. Oh, God, do you know, you are right. You are right. Because I was Should looking at fine opals recently, seeing how much they were. You're right. Should we go for, should we go for opal then, yeah? The amethysts are somewhere in Africa. Sorry. Right, right. Okay, yeah. so you're, uh, after all that, are we going for opals? That's what's happening here. We're going we'll for opals, yeah. Good for two points. Well done. All right, across we go. Jaron Lee, 
There are two questions yep. left in the set. And the first of them is a sports question. Referred to as Australian sports greatest rivalry, the Rugby League State of Origin series, an annual best of three pair of match, a set of matches between two Australian state representatives, is one of the country's premier sporting events. Which two states are represented in these matches? Okay, that's New South Wales and Queensland, Lee, yeah? Yeah, sound. Yeah, sound is Lee, and he's right. Correct. New South Wales, who wear blue, and Queensland, who wear maroon. And the final question, which Australian, whose biggest musical success was the 1981 song Jessie's Girl, went on to be a successful actor, appearing in TV series as varied as General Hospital, Californication, and True Detective? Mm, this I don't know, um, Lee. So, no, I, I don't know it either, sorry. So which Australian, whose biggest success musically was the 1981 song Jessie's Girl, Went on to be a successful actor, appearing in TV series as varied as General Hospital, Californication, and True Detective. No, no clue on this one. We'll pass it to you guys. We'll give you one, one for the road. <laughs> okay, they're passing it over very generously. Paddy, yeah. I don't know, so... <laughs> Don, you... It, it, it's Rick Springfield. Oh, I did know, but I forgot. Rick Springfield is the correct answer. Well done. And that brings tonight's quiz to an end. Let us pop over to Clancy and we check how the scores stand at the final moment. Blue team 11 points. Red team 29 points. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty clear win for the red team there. Congratulations, red team. Well done, guys. Great quiz. Thanks very much. Fair uh, play, guys. Hard luck there to Ger and Lee. Thank you for joining us tonight, though, gentlemen. And congratulations. To the, the, the red comeback might happen yet. That's two in a row now. Well done, Red. So well done there to Michelle and Paddy. And Paddy can now go off. <laughs> Paddy can go off into the night. I'm picturing him disappearing down a dark street, just streetlights. I, I mean, why. that's basically what's already happened, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, and good night. If you're listening to us online, don't forget, you can hang around for the podcast extras. We'll talk to you next week when we'll have another country for you. Goodbye. Podcast Extra. Okay, I think we're ready to go. Lee, are you still? You haven't run away, Lee. Have you? You're still here, are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Here, just made coffee. Lee, you're a bit low apparently. Can you move closer to your microphone or hold it closer to you or something? Uh, can you hear me now? A bit more. <laughs> I'd have to hold the phone up. How about now? That's yeah, perfect. That's yeah. lovely, lovely, lovely. Oh. My daughter's Oh, cool. Um, just checking it back up just in case Paddy didn't get connected. <laughs> Back very far away. Uh, Help me! Hold up the search. Just finishing. Uh, Clancy's back in action tonight, oh, so I need to. Um... I never got to meet the Hazel 2008. <laughs> you will again, I'm sure. All right, so that's the phone. That becomes the line in then. Right, we've got a lovely bit of traffic noise from Paddy, but we're just going to roll with it because it's it's authentic, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Did you call him via Skype? Read about it later. Did you Skype or what? Skype. Gonna make for some podcast, huh? Good eye, mate.
I, I, oh no, Jer, I think you better given something Ooh, away there about tonight's country. Let's do that again. <laughs> Our, what yeah, a male accent. Straight into podcast extra town, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, good evening, Jer. We've got a couple of bridges to jump tonight. Or you don't jump a bridge, you jump a hurdle. You could jump a bridge. Well, I suppose, yes. you know. <laughs> Extremely. I meant hurdles. That's what I meant, mm. was hurdles. Okay. Uh, and we'll come to that in a moment, too. Well, forgive you. Thank you, Lee. Okay, let us move on. I forgot to get my bell lined up. So this is this unexpected delay. Here it is now. Red to four points. <laughs> something, uh-huh. something large just drove by Paddy there. <laughs> 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 right. Okay, so uh, where were we? Yeah, it's... Would you like another piece of information? Um, I know the answer now. <laughs> oh, it was only a prompt. Give some more information. <laughs> well, I, I, oh, I see what you're I mean, saying. You answered and you said you're close and prompt. Yeah, prompt in Do you know we've never actually we've never actually clarified the rules around prompt? Like, no. I think what Patty and Michelle are <laughs> implying is that now you're in prompt, you can't go for a, thir- a third clue. You have to give an answer at this point. But you know you're close. The next one is going to be what, like what, once you once you prompt, you can't go prompt. I mean, everyone. <laughs> <does> that. <laughs> and you prompted to give them an extra shot. <laughs> All right, I have prompted. What 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 word? Uh, it seems we're not allowed to third clue. Well. Uh, I, I'm going to allow you to okay. move on. I'm, we'll have to clarify the whole we'll have a third clip, prompt issue another day. You've already day. answered! <laughs> and you didn't come up with anything Yeah, I mean, they've answered prompt. like three That's times, though. <laughs> we got it by the fourth clip. Like, he answer and he said prompt. Yes. And you won't give another word. Uh, if you gave another word, you know, uh, you'd say... Right in my wrong. executive what, capacity what, here what, in this chair, I am... Okay, anybody need a break? Speak now. No. I did. Small wound up now. <laughs> Michelle is failure kicking herself back here. Vibrating over the marsupials. That said, Mammal and John went for the. I was a bit kind of torn between monotremes and marsupials, but the wallaby cleared that one up. I was going mad here. Oh, hang on, Andrew wants to speak. Go on. Sorry, I thought it was. I was going mad. I said it in the first word. Yes. Well, you're not in tonight. At least you kept your mouth shut. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well done for your silence. Thank you. Sound of silence. I'm raging over the Eurovision. That's unbelievable that you missed that. Right. Let's let's play the sting, and we'll come back to it. Okay. Two months before it was actually released, Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue first performed this song in public. <laughs> Hang on, there's a, there's a train coming or something there for Paddy. Right, so I, I, it's a tour I, bus. I, oh my, <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry about this. Um, so in, a, in, an oddly, in, a, in an oddly opposite situation, um, I've had to walk beside the oval so like the actual ashes are happening in there so I'm getting like no way. <laughs> I'm getting some like uh, Australian energy in there oh, that's good <laughs> wow <laughs> that's going that's really going the extra mile for a, like it's like method acting or something he's getting embedded it, 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 in well, Australia you know, getting in character yeah 
No. Well, I've got... you know, I, I tried. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move in here somewhere that isn't gonna be quite so. Well, into the stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about double jobbing. All right. This question, though, it's for the blue team. So I'm going to try to get it there. Here we go. Elton John. Oh. <laughs> and, and Pat, Paddy's gone fire. off on a, on a hurry. <laughs> I'm out of here, man. Is the cricket that boring, Paddy? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, how are we doing? Good. Yeah, yeah, well. Are you back in, are you back in the stadium now? <laughs> have, you got, have you got your seat? Have you got, have you got an Australian beside you for the last round? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got Paul Hogan beside uh, you yeah, there. What, 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 what's that skip? The answer is Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we'll just push on so, and we'll get this finished. So I'll uh, play the tune again, and we'll get into it. Okay, so that was um, that was a good night. Very good night sorry. for the red team. Yeah. Well done, guys. So, sorry, sorry about all that, John. All every every plan I made today has fallen has had the arse fall out of it. So um, I just said I had to. I, I was sort of uh, I had to sort of suck it and see a bit there. So sorry about all that. That was interesting. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was kind of every, everything sort of uh, everything sort of started swimming around my ankles there around about seven o'clock. Um, so I thought I just need to hop the ball in there a bit. Okay, so many idiom, sorry. so many idioma. Sorry, yeah, no, just sorry, sorry for the sorry for the poor connections and the the cop cars and the uh, you know <laughs> the, 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 the removal wagons and all that sort of stuff like that. Sorry about that. Well, all you needed was a horse, but was it a good match? <laughs> At the cricket. How was the cricket? What's the oh, score? Oh, the cricket. The I forgot about the cricket. Jesus. <laughs> All right. We're going to bid you adieu and bid you good night. Okay. Thank you for taking part. Good night, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks a million. Goodbye. Catch Pleasure. You later, Talk good to you. Good night. Bye. Night. 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 Night.